And welcome back. You're tuned in to the HBCU Nation Radio Show. And I'm your host, Anthony Ray. Glad to have you join the broadcast today. And we're blessed to have with us, joining us for this segment, our good friend Katina Rankin, a native of Maggie. She is the evening anchor for WATN-TV ABC in Memphis. She received her bachelor's degree in mass communication from Alcorn State University and her master's degree in broadcast journalism from Jackson State University. And on today, we're going to be talking to her about her global initiative on her effort to help orphaned and abandoned children in Jamestown, Ghana. Katina, welcome back to the show. Anthony, thank you so much for having me. It is indeed a pleasure to be here, so thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. We thank you for the privilege of your time and uh, say, wow, well done for the great work that you're doing on so many levels, in particular, uh, this incredible global initiative that you're working on to help orphaned and abandoned children in Jamestown, Ghana. So just give us the whole story on that and how you got involved and, and why you're so passionate about it. Okay, for me to begin, I'm going to start at the very beginning. So I'm going to ask you to journey back with me to January 1st, 2018. I had gotten home from work. It was about 11.15 p.m., and I was sitting on my bed, and I heard God say, go to Africa. And so I talked to God just like I talked to you. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, God, we're in Africa. Africa's sort of huge. Right. And he didn't say anything. It was silent. Hmm. So I went to bed, woke up the next day, went to work, and I was getting ready to go out on a local good news story because I find once a week stories in the community to where I spotlight something that's positive. And I was with the photographer, and I said, you know, God told me the darndest thing last night. He told me to go to Africa. And he said, oh, really? That's cool. He said, my wife is from Ghana. I said, really? And I left it alone. We didn't discuss it anymore. I got home that night on January 2nd, and I got into bed, and I texted a former intern of mine from when I used to work in Raleigh Dorm, North Carolina, because she was from Nigeria. And I said, hey, I said, God told me to go to Africa. And I said, I'm sure it has to do with literacy because I'm focused on sparking a love of reading in children. And so I said, do you know of any schools in Nigeria that may need some help? And she said, I don't, but let me reach out to some of the PR people that I used to work with and some of the television people there that I used to work with, and I will get back with you. I said, okay, thank you, and we hung up. Well, after I hung up with her, I just logged on to Facebook, and I just started strolling on my phone. And I ran across this woman who was asking for rice for the school because the one meal a day that the kids get at school is their only meal a day. And the name of the school was Noya Academy. And I said, God, is this where you're telling me to go? It's right outside of Accra, Ghana, the capital city. Is this where I'm supposed to go? And there was silence again. So I said a prayer and I went to bed. I woke up the next morning from a telephone call from the intern from Nigeria. 
And she said, hey, Katina, I checked with the PR people and the television people that I used to work with in Nigeria, and they said that they don't know of any schools there. However, have you heard of this little small school in Jamestown, Ghana, called Noya? I said, Adore, because that was her name. I said, that's all I need to know. Thank you so much. So I reached out to the headmistress. And I asked her, what did she need? She said the children needed rice because, again, that was their one meal a day that they got. And she said that she needed uh, teacher salaries because she couldn't keep the teachers. And the salaries are only $65 U.S. a month. That's all those teachers get paid. And so I immediately called friends. I called family. Because, yes, I'm a television anchor, I make a decent living, but I just don't make that much to own a whim, hop up, and go overseas, fly to another continent. You know what I'm saying? And so I got family and friends and a couple of business to join forces with me to where we could supply rice for a year for the children and teacher salaries. And so then God says, well, not only do... I want you to give that money, but I want you to take it over there. And I want you to hire a photographer to follow the journey so that people will know about this school. So you can use your profession to introduce the world to these children. So, Anthony, to be quite honest with you, when I got there, when I touched down on African soil and went to the school, my eyes had not seen, nor my ears heard, or my nose smelled what I saw when I touched down on the landing beach there in Jamestown, Ghana. And it's funny because it was a Sunday, and I said, well, I'm going to church. So I found a church to go to, and then afterwards I said, well, you know, I'm just going to go by the landing beach. I said, let's go check it out before we go make the donation on Monday. And when we got there, I found out that the kids were living in wooden boxes or either sleeping in fishing boats because the fishermen would take the boats out to sea that were made of trees and put them in the Atlantic Ocean. And when they came back and put them on the landing beach and would dry out, then either the children would sleep in those boxes or they would sleep in the fishing boats. There was no running water. There was no electricity. There was no outhouses. So you know what it's like since it's right there on the Atlantic Ocean. It's the smell of fish. Just imagine walking into a fish market and the smell that you smell. But then add in the smell of urine and the smell of feces because there were no outhouses. And so I just remember breaking down, crying, and saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I took along a friend who was also a journalist to help me tell the story. And she said, as well as the photographer, he said, Katina, you have been working nine months on this trip. You have to do it. I said, but I cannot get out of this vehicle and let these children see me crying the way that I'm crying. They said, you have to do it. You have to get out. So I sat in the vehicle, and I cried, and I prayed, and I told my friend, okay, give me a pair of shades, please, because I left mine in the room. So she gave me the shades, 
and a tour guide gave me the tour of the landing beach and how the children slept and what they did and what the other people there did in that fishing market and village. And so to be quite honest with you and to be really transparent, because I believe in being transparent, when I got back to the hotel room, I went straight to the bar and I sat in that bar for five hours weeping and drinking wine because I just could not believe what I had seen. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And the next day we got up and we went to the school and we created a book nook or the school's first library because they didn't have books. And um, I donated all of my children's books to each one of the students. And we donated the rice and we donated the teacher's salaries. And we spent time with the children. And then the children, of course, because they are very poor and they are orphaned and abandoned, had never been off the landing beach. So about 10 miles down the road was the Kwame Nkrumah Museum. And, of course, you know that Nkrumah was the first president of Ghana. So we rented out some vans. And we took the 130 children on their very first field trip to the museum so they could learn about their first president. And the teachers had been teaching them about him, but they actually got to go and to see, like, the car that he drove and um, some of the other paraphernalia that had been collected from his lifetime. And so that was very special. And in West Africa, there in Ghana, An enduring term for a woman, a female, is auntie. And when I first arrived at the school, they were calling me auntie. On the way to the museum, the tour guide said, do you hear what the children are calling you? And I said, no. He said, let your window down because we were in a separate car. And you could hear the children chanting, mommy, mommy, mommy. So I went from an auntie to a mommy, and I said, okay, God, even though I haven't birthed any children myself, I know that you are now telling me that I have 130 children that I have to take care of. When we got back to the school and the kids had their rice and they put some tin tomatoes, is what we call the red tomatoes, they call them tin tomatoes, over the rice and a few little pieces of fish. It was one fish that they had to sprinkle over all of the 130 bowls. Afterwards, I noticed something that totally broke my heart. And it was the pre-K to first grade teachers. They had one bottle of water and they had one green cup. And they poured that bottle of water into that green cup and they passed it around to each student. And each student only got one sip of water. Second grade through sixth grade, because the school is pre-K through sixth grade. Second through sixth grade, there was an orange barrel, maybe about two feet high. And they put bottled water in that, and it was one white cup. And so the second through the sixth graders used that same white cup and dipped their little hands with that cup into that barrel. And they got a sip of water, and then they placed it back into the orange barrel, and the next kid got it. I thought how selfish I had been 
because I get a bottle of water and I may take two or three sips out of it and I put it down and I'm done with it. But then to watch children only get one sip of water broke my heart. So when I came back to the United States, I said, God, I need a fresh idea of what to do to help the children get some water. And so I was sitting at my computer and it just dinged and it was really some spam mail that was offering wristbands. And God said, wristbands for water. He said, order some wristbands because in Ghana, I noticed that they sold a lot of wristbands and they were, you know, just a little silicone wristbands and they wore them. And God said, you put wristbands for water on that and you sell them for $1 a piece and you raise enough money to where the kids can have their own bottle of water a day. So I was on that journey. To be honest with you, I think I've only sold like 1,500 wristbands. And about two weeks ago, I woke up to a text message from the headmistress of the school who acts like the principal of the school, but they call her the headmistress. And she said, the government is talking about selling the land that the children sleep on to the Chinese to build a fishing harbor. And I said, oh, my goodness. I said, well, keep me updated. Tell me what's happening. And she says, well, we're supposed to have a meeting tonight. And she said, I will update you tomorrow. So Thursday, she it was on a Wednesday. So Thursday, she updated me, and she said they told me that I need to immediately find a place to um, hold school for the children elsewhere because this building will be torn down. I said, well, how long were they giving you? And she said they didn't say. She said, however, different government officials have been talking about putting a landing beach here since 1965, and so nothing has happened. So she was like, I think we may have some time. I said, okay, let's pray, but immediately start searching for another place for the children because the children would run to the school, even though the school had no electricity, no running water, or no toilets. It was better than the wooden boxes or the fishing boats that they were sleeping in. So they found it a safe haven, and again, that was the one place where they could get their meal. I went to work, and that next morning I woke up. And she had sent me a video, and it was of a bulldozer tearing down the school. I immediately called her, and she said they tore the school down while we were having class, and the children were inside. And she said, and one child got hurt, but she's going to be okay. And I said, what about the wooden boxes and everything else that was on the landing beach? She said they tore it down. And I just began to weep. And I said, well, when they made this deal, $60 million deal, did they not find somewhere for the kids to sleep, you know, somewhere for them to start school? And she said, no, auntie. So that's where we are. And so I, that's why I wanted to reach out because I need the HBCU community's help. It is a total of 43,000 U.S. dollars 
to build a new school and buy everything that needs to go in it, the, the school books, the pens, the papers, the notebooks, all of that. And I'm asking you all to help because it's the only thing that I know to do. I have a nonprofit, an official 501c3. So any donation would be tax deductible because it would be charitable giving. And I'm believing God to do a great work because what seemed bad with the way that those children were living, I believe it's an opportunity for God to do a new thing because since this school will be built from the ground up once we start collecting the money, we can put electricity, we can put toilets, we can put running water in the school for the kids. And so, you know, in trying to encourage the headmistress, I keep telling her that even though it seems bad, God is going to turn it around for the children's good and that we just have to be faithful and trust God during the process. Trusting God in the process, you know, I'm just so incredibly blown away. Man, it's just terrible in, in terms of the them coming in there and virtually probably without, obviously without even notice and, and bulldozing the school, knocking it down. Kids are there. Child was injured, but you know what? What God is going to do, he's going to turn this whole thing around. It already has a brand new beginning now so we can build a brand new school, as you said, with electricity and running water, what all was needed for them to uh, have the very best that we all want them to have. Thank you so much. And I wanted to share with you the original name of the school before they tore it down was Noya. The, and that's a God word because God is a tribe in, um, there in Ghana. And the word Noya meant or means to move forward. Now, as soon as they tore that school down, the headmistress, you know, we had talked, and if you remember, I said, you know, go and see if you can find another place for the school. She happened to find a chief who was about a seven-minute walk away from where the old school was located that had some land. And he happened to know her father, and he said, since I knew your father, and he was an upstanding and outstanding man in the community, I'm going to give you this plot of land, but you must begin to build immediately. So remember I told you I started the wristbands for water program, and so the roughly $1,000 or so that I had raised from that, I immediately sent that to her um, because she had to show that they would begin working. So she bought some um, cement and some sand to show the chief that we were serious about building this. And so right now, that's what stands. And she was able to borrow money for from some family and friends and a couple of other people who've been helping out. And so she bought some plastic uh, chairs and tables, much like the ones that you can find in our local dollar stores here, like a Dollar General or Family Dollar. And so the kids are having classes outside right now in the elements because we didn't want them to stop learning because that was their safe haven. And so they're outside right now um, 
just sitting. And if you go to my Facebook page, because I created a Facebook page for people to join the journey with me, and it's Katina's Classroom. And it's spelled a little differently because my name, Katina, is with a K. So it's K-A-T-I-N-A apostrophe S, and then classroom is spelled with a K. So it's K-L-A-S-S-R-O-O-M, but it's Katina's Classroom. And I posted some pictures along the way of the kids sitting outside um, and that they're still learning. But we decided to do something different because we have to honor God in all that we do. So we decided that with this new school that we will call it Genesis. Because we know that in the book of Genesis, that's where God created everything, and it was a new beginning. So we chose the name Genesis because this will be a new beginning for the children, and I just believe God for it. My website is also katinasclassroom.com, and you can go there. You can learn about not only what I'm doing in Africa, but you can learn about what I'm doing in the Mid-South. But more importantly, there is a donate button there to where you can donate to this fund. And let me be absolutely transparent. 100% of the proceeds will go to the children. 100% of the proceeds will go to building these children a new school and their operational cost uh, for the school year. You know, listening to you in real time, I'm talking with you about that, and um, I, I, I am just uh, in awe. Uh, first of all, on how good God is, and here it is, and he's inviting us to be able to participate uh, in this effort uh, to ensure that these children, these precious souls there in uh, Jamestown and Ghana, who have been orphaned and abandoned, who are now uh, in, in the uh, process of uh, watching things come together for them because of you, I always tell folk the most important thing in life is to be able to hear God. Secondly, know your assignment. And third, how to use your seed, your time, your talent, your gifts. And God bless you, Katina. You know, you know, out of all that you do and, and, and to contribute in terms of the lives of children, you're an incredible, incredible uh, woman of God. And um, as a professional, of course, we know you as a broadcast journalist. And also, we know you as an author. Uh, but most importantly right now, uh, and you are uh, carrying out uh, what God has placed upon your heart because you have a heart um, for children and you're in a place where you can hear God and you reached out to us for help. You can count with us, as I said um, previously, um, to reach out. We're going to drop this uh, conversation that you and I are having right now uh, immediately on today uh, as a podcast before we even put it up on SiriusXM. So it's going to be spread out all across our network and I'll be following up with you um, personally um, to, to do all that we can to make sure that uh, we're giving this the due that it deserves and we're running an effective campaign um, to reach out to others and we're going to believe God for and we know he can do exceedingly above all that we can ask of things so we thank him right now and so thank you for uh, taking time to share today with us, and once again, if you would share with our listening audience uh, how they can connect with you on your social media platforms. Yes, and if I could, I'd like to add one other thing. Sure. So that you know your money is going to a good cause. Yes. So, but if you want to leave an imprint 
and have okay. your name, your mm-hmm. church's name, your mm-hmm. business name, mm-hmm. your organization's name mm-hmm. on the wall, we've come up with sponsorship programs. Okay. So if you're able to give $2,500, then mm-hmm. your business name, your name, and a favorite Bible verse or quote will go above mm-hmm. each door mm-hmm. of each classroom. Mm-hmm. And so you can have an international imprint. Wow. In addition, there are going to be windows so that they can have some light coming into it, the school, mm-hmm. as well as electricity. And so for a sponsorship of $1,000, mm-hmm. your name, your organization's name, your favorite Bible verse or quote mm-hmm. will go above each window. Mm-hmm. For a $500 donation, that plaque with all that information will go on an actual door itself. Hmm. So there are different sponsorship levels and like it's $100 sponsorship for each table Mm -hmm. uh, for the children to be able to sit at um, Mm. because they use the tables. And then for like each desk, it will be like $50 if you want to have a sponsorship to help. So there are many ways to where you can actually leave an international imprint yourself. Mm. uh, Besides knowing that you're helping children, you can leave your mark there in Jamestown, Ghana as well. So I wanted to share that. Again, how you can donate is go to the website, katinasclassroom.com, and that's K-A-T-I-N-A-S-K-L-A-S-S-R-O-O-M.com. And there's a donate button there. And again, it is an official 501c3, and so it is a tax write-off because it's charitable giving. Wow. Katina Rankin is the evening anchor for WATN-TV, the ABC affiliate there in Memphis, Tennessee. She receives her bachelor's degree in mass communications from Alcorn State University and her master's degree in broadcast journalism from Jackson State University. Reaching out to us guys here in the nation, across the community, all across the country. Let's step it up and do what we always do, do best, and respond to help her with this incredible global initiative to help these orphaned and abandoned children there in Jamestown, Ghana, with this new project, Genesis. Katina, bless your heart. We have you lifted up in prayer, along with all those uh, precious souls and, and, and the, the teachers there, uh, uh, there, as I say, on the ground, uh, getting the work done. And uh, I am excited about this opportunity to be able to participate in this wonderful, wonderful um, project. And we, and we pray others uh, will capture the vision and, and uh, also uh, do what they can um, to contribute um, to this worthy cause. And you can come on us to uh, follow up with you and launch an effective We Pray campaign um, to be able to uh, raise the monies needed to make it all happen. In the name of Jesus, thank you yes, so much. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Bless you. We're going to be following up with you. And uh, gosh, I, we, we, we're just so excited and we're thankful, humbled and honored uh, that you've reached out and to ask us to help and invited us to be able to participate in the wonderful work that you're doing there in Jamestown, Ghana. Thank you so much, Katina. God bless you. Thank you and God bless you. Okay, take care. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to get this ready to go right now. But 
production team we're going to drop this today we're going to follow up with the one out there on full blast uh, nothing is more important right now than what you and I just talked about which is another okay thank you so much I appreciate you